Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the impact of climate change on housing and housing finance, the gyrations of the government, and takeaways from the latest FOMC meeting. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Regora. If you haven't heard about Regora yet, pay attention. Regora is a fast-growing fintech dedicated to modernizing residential appraisal and valuation. Lenders and appraisers across the country are seeing impressive efficiency gains and cost reductions with Regora's platform, including a 213% increase in appraisal capacity and savings of $70 per loan file. All this efficiency comes from configurable automations and embedded LOS and POS integrations, which bring speed, transparency, and control to the appraisal process. In fact, Regora's platform is the only appraisal solution on the market to truly unlock the full potential of loan file data and documentation. Integrating deeply with your tech stack, Regora can deliver the right data and documentation to stakeholders inside and outside of your organization in virtual real-time. Regora enables appraisal desk managers to reduce double work and empowers loan officers to close faster. Learn more at regora.com. This morning, the Mortgage Bankers Association's Research Institute for Housing America released The Impact of Climate Change on Housing and Housing Finance. Whether or not you believe in it, if it impacts MBS pricing, it impacts your borrowers and what you are going to do about it. Strategy is for amateurs. Execution is for professionals. And Ernest Hemingway noted, quote, never mistake motion for action, end quote. But there are plenty of actual and perceived examples of all of this at Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, relayed from FHFA. Talk of exiting conservatorship, if it's not broke, why fix it, has vanished, replaced by forging ahead with their missions, executing the game plan of the Biden administration, and acting on helping first-time and minority homebuyers. The acting director of the FHFA, Sandra Thompson, has quickly demonstrated an industry-friendly attitude, but with heavy overtones of common sense and safety and soundness welcomed by those in the residential space. The interface between government and lending continues to be felt. For links to those stories, as well as the latest on career opportunities, services and products, and mergers and acquisitions, visit robchrisman.com. With the Democrats holding the presidency, the Senate, and the House of Representatives, we were supposed to avoid the funding and debt ceiling controversy, right? The Mortgage Bankers Association has its finger on the pulse of D.C., and Bill Kilmer sent out a piece, paraphrased here, from the Capital Daily Punchbowl News by Anna Palmer and Jake Sherman. It is a good, fairly succinct summary on congressional machinations happening in our capital after the House passed measure. Quote, the White House and Democratic congressional leaders must decide very soon how far they're willing to push this partisan showdown with Republicans over the nation's debt limit and government funding. Funding for federal agencies runs out on September 30th. While we don't believe there will be a shutdown, neither side has been willing to back down yet, so it's a distinct possibility at this point. The House passed a short-term funding bill on Tuesday night that would keep federal agencies open until December 3rd, while raising the debt limit through December 2022. Aside from one abstention, it was a straight party-line vote. 220 Democrat yeas, 211 Republican nays. It was sent over to the Senate Wednesday without any parliamentary advantage for quick consideration. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will then call the bill up and file cloture. 
That closure vote won't occur until Friday, September 24th. That's just six days from the end of the fiscal year and a possible shutdown. Senate Democrats won't get the 60 votes they need to overcome the GOP filibuster. At that point, Democrats will be forced into a decision. Do they continue pushing funding legislation with the debt limit increase attached, risking both a government shutdown and even more disastrous debt default? Or do they find another path? We already know that Senate Republicans, led by Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, will block this continuing resolution because of the inclusion of the debt limit. There are a variety of actions that may take place, but we should know by tomorrow what situation Democratic leaders and the White House face. The window for action will be that much smaller. But some action will be required in order to avoid catastrophic outcomes that neither Biden nor Democratic leaders will want. The big risk event of the week was always going to be the FOMC meeting and takeaways. The Fed didn't change rates or announce an official start of tapering on asset purchases, but did acknowledge that a moderation in the pace of asset purchases may soon be warranted in the event of continued progress toward the Fed's goals. In a unanimous vote, the FOMC agreed that economic activity continues to strengthen, inflation has risen, but will be transitory, and risks to the economic outlook persist. In layman's terms, that means that the much-anticipated taper of Treasury and mortgage-backed security purchases could begin as soon as November and be completed by mid-2022. During his press conference, Fed Chair Powell said that inflation is expected to remain at an elevated level for months before moderating, and that a formal tapering announcement could be made at the next FOMC meeting, which means that the Fed could begin scaling back asset purchases as soon as November. He did stress that does not mean a countdown to changing from zero interest rates should begin. Updated quarterly projections indicated officials are now evenly split on whether or not to increase the federal funds rate as soon as next year. In June, the median projection indicated no rate increases until 2023. Existing home sales decreased 2% month over month in August to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.88 million, beating expectations. Total sales in August were down 1.5% from a year ago, as the supply of existing homes for sale remains tight, particularly at more affordable price points. The first-time homebuyer share again declined, to about 30% of purchases, highlighting inventory shortages and fast-rising home prices that continue to challenge prospective buyers and sales overall. Inventory of existing homes on the market is about an eighth below last year's levels, though there are more than 700,000 homes under construction. Today's busy economic calendar is already underway with the Chicago Fed National Activity Index for August, up 0.29. We've also received weekly jobless claims. Yikes up 26,000 to 351,000, going in the wrong direction, with continuing claims up 131,000. Later this morning brings preliminary September market PMIs, Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey, KC Fed manufacturing, and a $14 billion reopened 10-year TIPS auction. The desk will purchase up to $4.7 billion of conventionals across 15-year 1.5% and 2%, and 30-year 2% and 2.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, worse a solid eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.34 after closing yesterday at 1.34% with the Fed news and jobless claims heading in the wrong direction this morning. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Do you ever notice they begin the evening news with good evening and then proceed to tell you why it isn't? Thanks again to this week's sponsor, Regora. With Regora, 
Lenders can reduce work for appraisal desk managers while speeding up appraisal turn times. And it's easier than you might think to implement. If you'd like to learn more about how your organization can benefit, visit regora.com. That's R-E-G-G-O-R-A.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.